0: Today's episode is presented by Early Bird. Early Bird is the simplest way for parents, family, and friends to collectively invest in a child's financial future, starting at the earliest age. Early Bird's mobile app empowers parents and families to start saving for their child's financial future in a matter of minutes while activating a child's broader community to gift contributions on birthdays, holidays, or any occasion. I'm teaming up with Early Bird to give my listeners a free $15 investment to gift to a child that you Love. simply go to partners.getearlybird.io slash podcast or the link in my show description download the app and create an account today early bird build the nest and invest in the children you love and welcome to another episode of the black expat podcast my name is carl and i'm excited to be rocking with you guys for yet another episode episode and thank you so very much for checking in with me this monday morning on july what's today the 26th july 26th as you guys may or may not have known based on my instagram posts i will be doing a live show every monday wednesday and friday mornings bright and early at 7 15 a.m these shows will last about 15 minutes won't be any longer than that because like you guys i probably have to get to work But I'm making it so early just in case people want to call in and, you know, check in with me, Uh, drop some news from anywhere around the world, wherever you may be listening from and wherever you may be located. Or, you know, if you're back home in the States, you just want to, you know, talk to me, wrap a taste, you're more than welcome to do that. I am going to a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday platform moving forward. I will be releasing new episodes of my regular scheduled program, The Black Expat Podcast, strictly expat related content every tuesday but monday monday wednesday and friday i'll be bringing you guys just you know checking in with me monday mornings wednesday mornings and friday mornings and you know just to talk about things that i have on my mind and other things that i cannot get to and i have a very special episode i'll be dropping every saturday i'll be releasing that on an instagram and youtube unveiling so you guys know me i had to take a short break to get my life together. Not going to lie. I had a lot going on. If you guys have been tuning in uh, over the past two years with, you know, the bar closing down in Taiwan and then considering moving back to America and all that. And in my next full black expat episode, I'm going to get into what actually happened with all that, where I am now um, and what I'm looking forward to doing. But I actually am back in America now, right? I'm back home. Uh, Again, like I've always said in many of my other podcasts, it's You definitely need to take a break sometimes. And when I say take a break, I mean go home because there is no place like home. There's nothing like being surrounded by the people who love you, who you love, and who know you for who you are, right? Have known you since you were a child and have seen you at your best and seen you at your worst and can accept you and do accept you in all of those ways. Because as some of you may know, uh, as you're walking into the office or you listen to this while you're at work or you just left work, uh, we spend a lot of time at work. We spend a lot of time there doing God knows what, you know, depending on what your career, what your profession is. Uh, Sometimes we do things at work that we love. Uh, Sometimes we do things at work that we absolutely hate, can't stand, don't like. For example, myself, uh, I am not a morning person from about eight o'clock to 10 o'clock. I don't like talking. I know what you're thinking. Why are you having a morning podcast if you don't like talking in the morning? Because I like trying new things. And I'm a firm believer in switching things up and giving other things to try and not being an ogre and just saying, I want to do things my way. And it's my way or the highway when life is about being adaptable, right? A lot of us during the pandemic, we had to adapt and do a bunch of things that we weren't necessarily ready and prepared to do. and that is oh, Okay, so I wanted to kind of switch it up, right? Because I loved releasing my episodes every Sunday. I really enjoyed doing that. Um, I was releasing every Sunday and every Wednesday. Uh, and I, that's because I was doing interviews, right? And interviews, you kind of have to coordinate with others. And most people are available on Sundays, believe it or not. It's the wind down. Friday, you kind of want to relax. Saturday, you kind of want to turn up. Sunday, you kind of want to wind down. So it was the perfect time for interviews. And Wednesdays, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but. Uh, TV shows and all that, big releases, usually nothing happens on Wednesdays. Think about it. Monday night football, Thursday night football, Friday night TV. I don't watch TV that much. I don't know what comes out on Friday night. Tuesday night baseball, I guess. I don't know what comes on on Tuesday. Oh, basketball and baseball are on Tuesday. But nothing really happens on Wednesdays, right? There's usually like the middle of the week. People are just trying to figure out, all right, how do I want to end this week? What am I doing for the weekend? How am I getting prepared? So there's not a lot of things that are going on On Wednesdays, so that's why I release shows on Wednesdays. But enough about all that. Uh, The thing I want to talk about today, uh, this Monday morning, you know me. I'm always keeping it super positive while also, you know, speaking on the negative and speaking it down, and then popping up the positive. But one thing I definitely wanted to make sure I talked about was, you know, interesting quote I ran across. I ran across. I ran across on the Twitter web. But it was interesting. And it really made me think about my experience being an expat um, and living abroad. And I definitely wanted to see uh, and hear what you guys' opinions are on this. Uh, thank you guys for sending me messages, by the way. I really do read them. I do put them into my content if you haven't noticed already. But yeah, uh, the quote was, it was simple. It was, y'all ever noticed that you know when your life doesn't revolve around the workplace, people at work kind of dislike you? And Again, I may be wrong, and I'm going to just give you the scenario that I want to put out there and get your feedback and also see, you know, how you are at work. Maybe this can resonate or relate to you in some way. But when I first started working in Taiwan, I was, you know, 21 years old. I didn't really know what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I never thought I would be a teacher. I definitely never thought I would be a manager at six months into teaching and a director about two years. And I never thought that those things would happen to me, but it happened and it was life changing. But I realized one thing. Because I was just naturally a hard worker, right? I had been working since I was 14, had my own candy store out of my own house, was selling, I was I sold everything. I was all about making money and having income. One, because I liked money. I liked buying myself things and my parents weren't about that life at all. Uh, they were like, you have to work for what you want and I appreciated that. Um, I had a girlfriend. She was expensive, you know? being in relationships are expensive. I don't care what you say. Uh, going out to eat now costs a million dollars. Um, so that's just what it is. Uh, you have to have money. You have to have a sustainable income. And I've always worked hard to make sure that no matter what, I could work to gain income, to gain money, right? I didn't like, I never like, not having money. I mean, who does? Who who does like not having income? Um, and yeah, and like I, I was always a hard worker, right? I worked at the movie theater. I was in college. I would drive back home so we're going to movie theater on the weekends and then go back to college and then drive SafeRide, which is a safety, public safety van that we drove around campus to pick people up. Honestly, it was like Uber now, but free. It was it was campus Uber, but free. You could literally go out, get drunk on campus at the bar, at a frat house, at your dorm, which was illegal, but it just happened at our university anyway. Uh, call SafeRide and say, hey, I don't feel safe. You wouldn't say that, but sometimes people would. Hey, can you come pick me up and take me? five minutes down the street sometimes it was two minutes sometimes it was around the corner because in indiana it gets cold and you don't want to walk all the way down there makes sense right but yeah you would pick up the phone call me i get the call say, you know what on my way pick you up you get in the van drop you off and it was also Uber pool because if you called and then someone else called and then someone else called i would pick all y'all up and then do the best possible route to get you back to where you were trying to go now The interesting thing is it was connected to dispatch, so connected to the 911 dispatcher. So they would hear everything that came in, and sometimes they would call me in with things like, yeah, the police found this girl. She pretty drunk, uh, whatever, whatever, or this guy that was pretty drunk, whatever, whatever. We we need you to take the sober friend home. Take the sober friend home. And then the sober friend would turn out to not be that sober and also throw up in the van, right? I ain't do throw up cleanups. I ain't do that because I have very weak bladder. But anyway, I'm getting off topic. But yeah, so it was that. It was modern day Uber. I would go to the movie theater to work. I would work at the school, drive and safe ride from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. And then during the day I would work in the I think it was like the oh the science office because I was I love the scientists, but I didn't end up studying science. But I went to work in the science office because I learned stuff. I got free stuff. I got invited to a bunch of panels and I got to listen to people speak for free. Which you know you kind of do that a lot in college anyway. But yeah, so The thing is, I was so, I was in love with my job, right? I didn't realize when I walked into the classroom how much I love teaching. Um, I didn't realize how much I love building and developing and creating. And I had good management, right? I had management that pushed me and that drove me. So when I saw the quote, y'all ever notice that when your life doesn't revolve around the workplace, people at work kind of dislike you. I thought about my work experience. I was like, you know what? Huh, did I ever experience that? Because I always loved my job. And I loved it so much that I invested a lot of my time into it. I remember the first eight months I would be at work from 7am to about 8pm. And, you know, no one, and it, that was a lot of reasons. I was new to the country. I didn't get my bearings yet. I didn't have, you know, social media and cell phones weren't like that. Um But I just, I love what I was doing, but I was clearly overworked and I was clearly overworking, but that, that was just a part of the culture, right? It was, it's definitely embedded in Taiwanese culture to work and do as best you can at work, because that's what brings you honor and all that jab. But you know, it was, I just saw it as work and I enjoyed doing it. So I didn't see really, really didn't see a problem with it. But you know, one or two years in, uh, as I grew up in management, I was like, huh, I would work my staff the same way that I worked. I I was like, oh, this is what I did. So you guys should do that too. I think it was about once I started traveling. And then once I started making friends, I was just like, huh, I ain't really got a balance here. So I figured out, I'm really good at my job, so I knew how to teach. I was like, I've been teaching for two years. I know how to do this now. I pick what classes I teach. I set the curriculum. I can walk into any class and pick up a book and start teaching. It's, I, I, would just, I naturally had that because I love what I did. So I did a lot of preparation the first year and a half of basically not having a social life. And then, you know, once I moved up, it was like, all right, now this is a breeze to me. I can do this in my sleep. And maybe some of you guys resonate with that. I re, I've heard people who have moved up, uh, and you know, in their companies, whether it's Teach for America or uh, corporate companies, where it's like, you know, the further I move up, the less work I do. It's more challenging work in a different way. But like, I've been with this company forever. I know it like the back of my hand. I can spit out our quotes, our our motto, and everything. Like, I'm the executive vice president now, and like, it's it's less work. It's it's a little bit more time, but it's less work. So I can spend more time investing in what I want to do or putting my brain power and my energy towards what I want to do versus the workplace, you know, which is, again, a real thing, right? It's it's definitely a, it's definitely a reality. So if, by, by year three, I had that I had and I, I started creating balance. But then, you know, because you learn and grow as a manager, as a leader, I was like, well, I have my balance. But my staff, they seem pretty, pretty stressed out. And they're, they're constantly saying there's a lot of work. is a lot of work. This is a lot of work. Then I had to realize that, well, my staff needs a balance. So I started the thing where it's, hey, guys, when you leave work, no matter what time it is, leave work at work. I won't message you unless it's an emergency, like, I don't know, you messed up a kid's test, and their grades are wrong, and their parents are calling me. You're going to deal with that. Or, I don't know, you forgot to turn in grades on time, and now the whole system's slow because of you. But other than that, because you know, when you're an expat, and you manage and you teach abroad, some of your friends become people who you work with, even if you are their boss, like I was for a lot of well, for a lot of years, people that I work with. Uh, but they were my friends. they were who I hung out with, they were who I went drinking with, they were who I celebrated Christmas and holidays with, they were who I went traveling with, right? So we had a rapport outside of work. But that separation had to be there. And I, as the leader, created that. I was like, you know what? When we leave work, we leave work at work. We don't talk, we don't talk about work when we're out drinking. We don't bring it up. And you know, sometimes you get drunk and it's like, well, girl, I hate when you do this, or can we change this? And it's like, oh, thank you for being so honest now that you're drunk, thank you for letting me know, but we're gonna stop talking about work outside of work. So it was one part for me to not have to deal with that outside of work all the time, but more importantly, it was for them, and I wanted them to see that. Like, hey, when you clock out at four o'clock, cause we work from eight to four, like I want you to focus on what you want to do for the day, how you want your Taiwan experience to be, what you want to do while you're out in Taiwan, how you want to enjoy your time here, because that's why you're here, right? Like, yes, from eight to four, you're here for the kids. You're here for the job, you're here for the paycheck. In that order, the kids, the job, the paycheck, right? If it's not about the kids, I don't wanna hear about it. If it's not about the job, I don't wanna hear about it. If it's about your money, let me know, we'll we, we'll work it out together, you know what I mean? Because that's, that's how I felt. I was like, hey, you can mess up anything else, but don't mess it up for the kids. Whatever happens or whatever anger or inter- negative energy you have, wasn't brought on by them unless they're just being buttheads in the class in which case we can talk about that but for the most part be prepared for the kids that is the job that is what i cared about the most that's what i still care about the most whenever if i ever get back into education which knock on wood hope i don't i'm done with that phase of my life loved it don't want to go back to it right don't want to go back to it but so it's like hey when you leave work leave work at work you know what i mean but i don't think i think since i created that atmosphere it was more accepted. Now I knew that since being in management, I couldn't necessarily do that all the time. I would have to coordinate with other Taiwanese staff. I would coordinate with my with my my heads of staff on on my actual teaching team. We we would collaborate on something sometimes after work. But for the most part, it created a healthy space where it's like people knew being out with me because again my staff we we hung out a lot. I hired from directly from my alma mater. We had a connection. I was young. I was in my twenties. Everybody else in their twenties. We hung out a lot. But they knew like hey, girl, I have one thing I want to say, and then I don't want to talk about work anymore. You know what? I'm okay with that. But it was just the mindset of, I'm not at work. I'm around work, kind of, because my manager's here, my other coworkers are here, but I need to live and enjoy this moment. And it, it spread out like wildfire. People started to take it really seriously. Like, hey, I ain't at work. I won't talk about it. And I was like, hey, say that to your coworkers, not to me. Okay, I actually, I said, tell you something. You know, what, you know what I mean? But still, like, that space was there where I'll say, you know what? I have someone to talk to you about at work, but this is not the right time and place. So let's not deal with it. And, you know, when you really think about it, like, I've been around people who, uh, especially back in Taiwan, who just were so, work became their life, right? And for people, especially people who don't have families. And when I say families, I mean like kids and like husbands and wives, right? It's so easy for you to feel like work is your life, it is everything to you, right? And I def, that was me for my first two and a half It was everything to me. I was like, you know what? If I'm not here, everything's gonna fall apart. That's not necessarily true. Things will go on. That's the one thing I realized about changing jobs. Life and jobs, things go on. Nothing slows down. Nothing stops. Nothing. Yeah, it may not get done in the way that you did it, but oh, please believe the bosses will figure out how to get it done. You are irreplaceable in every job except for the one that you run and that you own. No one can replace the Black Expat Podcast because I am it. There is no other coast. There is just me. So yes, I'm irreplaceable in the grand scheme of podcasts, but for my own podcast, it is my show. Someone could come in and try to do it the way that I did it. They could get close. May even be better, but they could never be me. At a job where you sign a contract and you have a list of duties to perform, anybody could step in and fulfill those duties. May not be done in the same way as you, but you are replaceable. Now, what I want to get to, and the the faster we realize that, especially about big companies who make, or people who make millions and hundreds of thousands of dollars off of our work, right? They make way much more than we do off of our work. And for us to think that we're irreplaceable, no. They got there before us. The company was there before we were. It will be there after we are gone, unless it goes under, like, you know, Lehman Brothers or something like that. But, you know, the point I got to is that, you know, again, yeah, I'm going back to the quote. Y'all ever noticed that when your life doesn't revolve around the workplace, people at work dislike you? And there was a time, not, not too long ago, <laughs> where I went into a job. I was hired to fix a problem in education at a school. I went in. I fixed the problem. <laughs> In education, at the school, I showed everybody how things should be done, how things could be done. And then once I did that, I was like, all right, everything's running smoothly. I know what I need to do. I adjusted my teaching schedule. I adjusted my management schedule. I adjusted my working schedule. I can do 10 to 4. I don't need to be here all day. I don't need to. Everything is set up. I set up the system for you guys. People ain't like that. I know you're saying. Oh, how could you say that? No, I, I did the job. I was good at my job. I was great at teaching. I'm still great in the classroom. But you know, people people knew because of this, again, how connected you are in Taiwan. It's hard to do something people not notice. They knew I had a bar. They so every time something came up, it's like, oh, you didn't do this because you're at the bar. No, I didn't do this because I had something else to do. Not necessarily, with the bar the bar is a nighttime thing. This is this is this 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 is eight to four. Just because some, so they started to correlate. That it was like, oh yeah, you have this other cool thing you have going on. Like I know that, so everything would always say would slide in, oh, is it because of the bar? are you not are you look tired just because you're up late night at the bar? It's like I mean, if you're mad, say you're mad, do you want to own a bar? you can you're not gonna own my bar, but if you want to own a bar, you can own a bar, but don't get mad at me for doing what I want to do, and you can't sounds like a you thing, you know what I mean, you know what i mean and it's 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 so strange. It was so strange to me. <clears throat> I didn't get it. I was like, <clears throat> are you guys unhappy that I have something else going on in my life? Why, why, does, why does my happiness, my success, things that I'm enjoying, why does that make you unhappy? That is the problem. Something wrong with you. Ain't nothing wrong with me. Something wrong with you. Yes, I go to work every day just like you guys. I turn everything in on time. I'm also the manager, so I set the timelines. I set the deadlines. I can also shift them. But because you found out I have something else going on. And I'm happy about it. And I mentioned it, or you just found out because I don't know, it's right down the street from where we work anyway. All of a sudden, are you not are are you as committed as you were in the past? Yeah, I am. I just I, I just have something else going on. Like if I started a new video game, you guys wouldn't be able to tell if I didn't tell you about it. But I'm really committed to finishing video games. I like finishing stuff. I don't like not finishing things. That's just in my personality. I'm a finisher. So I just found it interesting. I was like, you know what? Yeah. So I've always been, I've never been like an outwardly I've always been a private person i know like being a social media person, personality how can you be a private person but yeah like i don't put out things that i don't care for people's feedback on i don't care people's feedback about my relationships like i don't i don't care for it i care for it from people that i care about my close friends and family everybody else i couldn't care less like i couldn't like because you don't know me you don't know what i need you don't know what's best for me or anybody else you're from the outside looking in You're speaking from a place of not genuine care and genuine love. You're just talking to talk, sometimes just to hear yourself talk. And that's cool. You do you. But I don't need that in my life at all. Like, I don't need that at all. So, yeah. So, for some things, I don't talk about. But in this situation, I dropped the ball. And and I'm, I'm debating the question. It's like, all right, how much do you disclose at work? Again, you spend so much time there. Conversations come up. People talk about things. People follow you on social media. They see things. Like before, there was no social media. It was easy to be private. I don't want to say secretive because it's not a secret. It's just none of your damn business. Like people always say, oh, you don't like putting this up? Why don't you post? People, say, oh, you don't post this, you don't post that. You got all these secrets. No, it just ain't no, it's not everybody's everything is not for everybody. And that's okay. When you want everything to be for everybody, you open yourself up to everybody's criticism. To everybody's feelings, to everybody's emotions, to everybody's everything. That's a lot to have on your shoulders for a long period of time. It'll break you down. right? I take breaks from social media because sometimes it'll break you down. Oh, I didn't get this many likes. I didn't get this many views. Nobody shared this. No one's commenting. Nobody responded to my poll. Like, so? And maybe they're busy. Maybe they have their own thing going on now. Maybe they learned from what you were doing. You inspired them to go on and be a better version of you. Sorry, a better version of them. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, getting to the quote, it's like, you ever notice that, you know, people start to dislike you when when you got your own thing on And it it relates to so many different things, but specifically the workplace, right? It really is like, hey, you come in like, yeah, work first, work first. It's like, you know what? Why am I saying work first? It's me first all day, every day. Because if I'm not good, then the work ain't going to get done very well. If I'm not healthy, it ain't going to get done very well. So I need to, whatever, wherever I work, if I'm valued, if I'm appreciated, I need you to know what I need. I know what the company needs and if i don't match that feel free to fire me but if i'm matching that and going above and beyond and i act for something i deserve it not i should get it i deserve it i worked for it and if i can prove to you that i can do things for example working from home if i can prove to you that i can be equally as productive as being at home that's what i should be entitled to and you shouldn't be mad at that coworker. you shouldn't be mad at that why is everybody always so mad at things right so this Monday morning, I want you guys to take the week and be glad. Focus on you. Do some me things, right? As expats or as non-expats wherever you are, we always need an- we need me time. Me time is important. And if you're out there doing your thing and you see, you know, hateful eyes or whispers while you're at work, Post you fast. I don't like waiting. I like just put, put the energy, put the positivity out there. But, again, have a great week, y'all. Happy Monday. Happy life. Happy July. All that stuff. Just be happy be happy. Y'all know me. I'm Carl, the Black Expat. We out here.